like a trusted turnout jacket you've had for years. Flex 7 outer shell fabric delivers a perfectly broken-in feel on the very first wear. Flexible, comfortable, and powered with the strength of Enforced technology, Flex 7 outer shell fabric is made to move. To learn more, visit tenkatafabrics.com slash flex7. Flex 7, powered by Enforced technology. Only from Tenkata Protective Fabrics. Seconds count when responding to an emergency. Minutes save count when documenting your day. Emergency networking makes records management easier and faster with its Fire and EMS solution. User-friendly, complete online and offline functionality, highly customizable, all at an affordable price. For more information, please visit emergencynetworking.com. This is Sons of the Flag Radio, brought to you by Fire Engineering Blog Talk Radio. Our mission at Sons of the Flag is to revolutionize burn care and the quality of life for veterans, first responders, and families. Sons of the Flag believes that the future of burn care resides in research and development. Our vision is to accelerate the process of testing leading technologies and pushing them into circulation for immediate use by burn survivors across the nation. We bring together passionate community leaders, pioneering physicians, dedicated first responders, and purposeful civilians to complete our mission. If you'd like to check out any of our other episodes of Sons of the Flag Radio, you can log on to Blog Talk Radio on Fire Engineering and type in Sons of the Flag and find any of those past episodes. You can also find us on all social media by typing in at Sons of the Flag. And again, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Yep. Twitter, maybe. All the above. Elon Elon Land, Twitter. (laughs) Um, As always, we want to... uh, Zuckerberg hasn't banned us yet, so we're we're good. Yeah, not yet. Give it time. Uh, As always, we want to start our show off uh, by honoring our fallen brothers and sisters since our last episode, and we also want to take an extra moment to remember all of our fallen law enforcement personnel and our military heroes that we've lost. Our fallen firefighters since our last show are Richard Hempel, Kyle Osgood, James Muller, Sean Daniel, William McHale, Stuart Hunt, Brian Latrent, Bobby Smith, and also local firefighters that we've lost is Captain Jamie Graham from the McKinney Fire Department and Chief John Ashman from the Louisville Fire Department. Let's take a moment of silence for these heroes. We're back. We're back. We're back, man. So after, after our last episode, which was it, it happened to fall on the anniversary of Cherry Road, which was super important to us, and yes, that was an incredible episode. But we have another one for you. It was a great episode, and you know we've been looking forward to this one. We've had to do some moving around yeah. because of <laughs> Mister Complicated himself right here, and his schedule gets in the way. But um, and now we have a new podcast studio set up, so hopefully we'll be able to do a, a few more interesting podcasts in the future. Next time we have Don Graves, uh, World War II Iwo Jima veteran, coming in, so. We, yes. got some, we got some good stuff lined up. Yes, absolutely. We got some exciting things coming up. But today we have three FTL guests in the house. We have Jennifer Haley and Brian Haley. Thank you guys for both being here um, and joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit, three FTL. 
I know from my personal organization, I, obviously in the North Texas area, I think most fire departments know you and can get a hold of you at a moment. So was, but just give a little insight about what 3FTL is, and then we'll kind of lead into y'all's past history, what kind of led us to this, this moment now. Sure. So 3FTL is a comprehensive treatment team for first responders, their spouses and their family. And what I mean by comprehensive and all-inclusive and it's really everything designed for them under one umbrella. And so it starts with myself, who I like to call myself the chaos coordinator, which is what I do very well. <laughs> um, but we have myself and then we have four people on our medical team. We have a psychiatrist as well on our team. Um, they come in, they see me, they see the medical team. The medical team does all of the medically pieces, whether it be sleep, medication management, nutrition, uh, anything that they feel like is deemed as far as on the medical aspects. Uh, they come in to see me. We do uh, an intake. We also just meet them where they're at as far as whatever the medical team wants. And then we have we're up to now 54 counselors across the Metroplex that are handpicked. They specialize in trauma. They specialize in other modalities to help work through and process trauma. They have lots of letters behind their name, uh, but our uh, liaison as far as what um, our counseling liaison does is we pick these these counselors based on those aspects and we can talk about that later now, but yeah i say do y'all actively actively recruit them or is it that they see your name they see they, you know they seek you guys out how does that process work so both really uh, especially in the last probably two months we've had multiple people reach out to us and say we want to help we want to help these first responders but not everyone is up to that challenge right and so our clinical liaison meets with each and every one of them lets them know the expectations they have to meet the credentialing requirements that we want to have on our referral team i also meet every single one of them and make sure that they'll fit within our realm um, my promise to every first responder and spouse and child that comes through our program is that we've handpicked and i've met every single person so that I trust that person as well. Um, so it, to answer your question, it kind of, it's kind of both, but really we're actively looking for specific areas. Um, again, they, they range everywhere down from Austin all the way up to the Oklahoma border with these counselors and has to be a special breed yeah. <laughs> to work with you guys. Yeah. So it's bad uh, when the counselors go walking out of the room crying. Yeah, no, that to, does not happen on our watch. You're trying as, to talk to no. them. as a civilian of the group, I can I yeah. completely understand. I believe the yeah. first first event that I did with a bunch of firefighters was out in Portland. <laughs> and yeah. and I I'm a writer, so I, I had my journal with me and stuff like that. And somebody decided to uh, take my journal and Let's just say draw some crude things. Of course. <laughs> yes, of course. Just as, a, just as a welcome to the group kind of deal. Oh, yes. Well, then yeah. you're one of them. That's yeah. for sure. So. Indoctrination at that's its right. finest. But we, um, we require that they see their counselors once a week in person. And I'm always behind the scenes making sure that they're meeting their goals, they're meeting their expectations, they're attending counseling once a week, they're following their medication regimen, whatever that looks like, their medical regimen. That's all on the outpatient side as well. Along with all of that, we have a peer team, which Brian will talk about uh, in a little bit, but they have to meet with our peer team who are also equally trained and handpicked uh, just because they're there for support. I mean, 
every department, it seems like, has a pretty good peer team or wanting to be a peer team. But it also takes a special breed to be on that piece as well. And so our peer team is very near and dear to our hearts and, again, handpicked. Um, that is just the outpatient side of what we do. We also do um, crisis stabilization, suicide stabilization, detox, residential facilities that we partner with, um, both for dual diagnosis and uh, just anxiety and depression. Uh, we'll do um, massive rollouts for uh, mass shootings or for line of duty deaths. Uh, our peer team works uh, very, very well with in that piece too. So. Really, to sum your very first responder question up with a very long first responder answer is we do everything. Yeah. Whatever you need, we're going to figure it out. And if it's not us, we're going to find the resources to help you do that because this mental health world is completely broke. It <laughs> sounded like such a comprehensive yeah. it's com very comprehensive list. We've, we've had a few people on uh, to discuss uh, mental health. My brother-in-law is a, uh, a, ER a ER doctor and... He was talking about how doctors don't have, they have to fill out, you know, certain things about their mental health. And mm -hmm. if it catches a red flag, then they may not be able to be a doctor anymore. And mm -hmm. it's, it's one of those bizarre, like, yeah. and when you talk to people about it, everybody kind of just gives you that, well, uh -huh. the tilt of the head, like, really? That's that's how they treat people oh. who yes. are having problems? And oh, yes. Yeah. That's, that's how they just kind of shove you off to the side. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. And it's something that I think for the average person who looks at a first responder, and as a female, I mean, let's be honest, you all look smoking hot in your class A's, but behind the well, scenes, thank you. you're very welcome. <laughs> she but, didn't look at me. But I was like, take, <laughs> take the compliment. Yeah. Take the compliment. Yeah. But it's behind the scenes, and, you know, we lose more first responders to line of duty deaths, or we lose more first responders to suicides than we do line of duty deaths. I mean, you just rolled out a whole bunch of names. Mm -hmm. I don't know what those aspects were, but more to suicide or taken by, or secondary suicide, yeah. as we like to call it as well, than we do line of duty deaths. But that's not as, you know, as tragic as that is, that's not really what's getting everybody. It's they're, they're crawling to retirement. They're mm -hmm. crawling into their fourth or fifth marriage. They're crawling into their kids hating them. They're, it's, and it's sad and it's not, and it shouldn't have to be that way, nor does it have to be that way. And so we exist, obviously our little tagline is to save those who save us. Mm -hmm. And that's, why we're doing this and we're a nonprofit. And so we're not here to make a lot of money, but yeah. the comprehensive aspect is what very, what you would think would turn people off as, as tight knit as what this program is and what we require of them. But in the five years that we've been doing this, very few people have said, this is too much. Yeah. Um, and it's not all a cart. You have to do the whole thing or nothing. And that is what I think makes this, succeed yeah you know and i think this has been one of the subjects that we highlight pretty often during some of these conversations yeah. especially when dealing with burn survivors not just the survivors but also with the families right this is a package deal whenever somebody's injured in this in with, with a burn is dealing with the trauma side right the ptsd side and just the mental aspect that this starts weighing and taking a toll on people because this is not a one and done type of injury right this is a prolonged injury you know look at zach and in 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 dj and their whole family aspect yeah. right the whole world is flipped upside down and i think the unfortunate thing about the fire service it's taken them too damn long 
to recognize that there's mm-hmm. actually a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I just sat through a great lecture the other night uh, on mental health through my fool's organization. And that's one of the things it's taboo to talk about. Right. We, we got to be these hard chargers. We don't let our, you know, let ourselves be, be seen, but we want people to see the mental side. And if we can save one person and help one person, then we've done our job. But to see the staggering statistics of what's actually recorded suicides to line of duty death, it's staggering. It, and it should be scaring the shit out of every fire chief and everybody, every city administrator in the United States right now. You know, the U.S. Fire Administration, they, I think they do a great job, but I think just like every bureaucracy, we've dragged our feet for so damn long. Cancer, PTSD, we're just now addressing these issues. They've been a known problem, but we've been so stigmatized that we can't talk about it because of the masculinity side, right? We're, we're tough go-getters that we have to just push it down and go home and deal with it. Well, as somebody who is doped up on a lot of medication now having to deal with it, it's it's not right, right? My family suffered and families continue to suffer. You nailed it just a minute ago, right? Marriages, families, work, livelihoods. And we've got to stop it somewhere. And to have organizations like you guys out there being hard chargers. How many counselors do you say you have now? Over 50? 54. And then North Texas. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. and and absolutely astonishing. And one of the things I wanted to highlight was that our fools meeting the other night, normally we get about 20 people, right? That's, it's been good. We had over 60 people over two nights and it's because the interest is there. Mm -hmm. And we had multiple fire chiefs finally in those rooms listening to people talk. Not people like me, it's people that have dealt with it directly, right? Casey from Dallas who dealt with the shooting. He was one of the speakers in the Dakota from Carrollton Fire Department. Mm -hmm. She ran their captain. Mm -hmm. To hear it from their mouths and how they overcame Mm -hmm. and where they're at now. Casey's what, running the peer support Mm -hmm. program for the Dallas Fire Department. Mm -hmm. That's massive. But to have people like you guys, this is absolutely astounding to see. Well, and we still, I still get not as much pushback, but I do a lot of the psychoeducation piece within departments as well. And I still, I put on this mom voice, this mean mom voice, like I call it, because we have a lot of salty old school firefighters that feel like mental health is something that you can't do this job if you don't have an emotion or if you have an emotion and to me i tell them and i looked at them and i'm like you're part of the problem because i'm a geek and i will say that multiple times throughout this this show is i will get into the weeds with you and i will tell you exactly what your brain is doing and when it is done it is done and it's going to spill over and it's going to be messy because you cannot outrun science it's going to catch up with you Mm -hmm. so the more you try to bury it the faster it's going to chase you so you choose right now you can choose to have a healthy career which you can because you're going to see some really crappy stuff and you're going to get burnout and you're going to get compassion fatigue and you're going to get all of this stuff that's Mm going to come it's going to happen so you can learn the tools now and spend a little bit of money said department to fix everything from the shoulders up because you spend a shit ton of money fixing it from the shoulders down so you better start looking at the brain itself and it's not a one all one be all one thing done it is a every day in the woods in the weeds in the trenches working through this mess because mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is but the beauty of all that is you can be better yeah 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 absolutely. you can be absolutely be better and so yeah. for you to tell me you know brian's from a generation where it's just like well 
suck it up buttercup kind yeah. of thing. Science has evolved so much just in the last five years that we've been around that it's amazing yeah. to understand and know what your brain is capable of doing. And you don't have to live this way. Mm-mm. No, you know. When it, with, with, and like with everything, and it's, it's, it's always bizarre to me that you have these groups that are very – they understand that training the body is necessary. They understand that being, you know, ready for all these different scenarios that they have to go through. But m- everything starts mentally. Correct. Everything starts from yes. from the top down. And if you're not mentally prepared to mm-hmm. put up with these things, mm-hmm. and it's but it with training, you can train Absolutely. your body to take those ex- extreme moments and to learn to de-escalate your body from having this anxiety and all those things. Right. And it, but it just takes a little bit of training if you're going to take. All that time, like you said, from the neck down to put as much money into your your person as possible. Why not just that little bit more? Mm-hmm. It's not that much more of a percentage. Right. Just a little bit more. Right. Absolutely. And you have to get with the people that actually understand your world and understand what's going on and understand the ups and the downs and the adrenaline and all the you know fun neurobiology stuff that goes along with it. Because you can't just utilize somebody that has no training in that piece. And you mentioned his, his generation. Have you found that the, the generations coming up are a little bit more open-minded about it or a little bit more? Absolutely. Good. Yeah. Good. As a, and, and I think you can attest that as a, <clears throat> as more of a senior person in a department, that's probably the hardest thing is, is how, how do you lead that person? Right. Mm-hmm. I don't manage them, but how do I lead them? Yeah. Because they're they're questioning, but not questioning to argue with me. No, they're just. They're I was raised in, hey, this is why we're doing it. Okay, let's do it. That's it. I'm not going to question it. Yeah. And they question. The generations changed. Uh, when I started 25 years ago in this business, it's completely changed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've had some major events in in the world that have changed us. Yeah. And so. That's one of the most difficult things as an officer within a, a department, be it police, fire, EMS, uh, as an officer is how do you tailor to that person and try to be um, equitable to everybody else, right? To be consistent because I can't treat my 20-year guy the same Absolutely. as the two-year guy. Yep. yep. But I have to be consistent about it. So ta- how do I do that? Yeah, yeah. you got to tailor I mean, your We have all these times. this this stuff, and you know <laughs> nobody can see this, but yeah, technology. Yeah, yeah, that's well, what they know. They can go look it up right away. Where we got to look at a book. We, see, we need to go to a book to figure. And it out. that's one of the things that I've I've become because I, I teach at Collin County Fire uh, yeah. the Academy also, and that's one of the things I can say that they've really started pushing the curriculum side is addressing this issue right hey you will see some stuff it's going to mess you up mm-hmm. and you have to reach out you are not a tough guy yeah. and but the thing is i've had to learn especially going to my new new role is that you've got to meet them halfway mm-hmm. yes and sometimes as much as i hate technology even though i have two <laughs> laptops and two cell phones in front of me right now is you've got to meet them at their their game mm-hmm. and sometimes finding those little things those little nuances that help them reach out to you in a different way than what me and you right. can walk up and be like, Hey dude, I've got some, I got some big shit going yeah. on right now. Whereas now I could like give a little app. You know, Casey brought up a QR code the other night at the yeah. meeting and they can secretly. That's what we've QR got codes. one in my department. We've yeah. got a, it's, I think it's called lighthouse. I think yeah, I can Sean say was that. talking about it today. I think I can say that lighthouse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, 
I think it's free. Yeah, it's a free so app. There's there's part you can pay for, but even just the free part. I mean, yeah, I our whole peer team is on here, and they can message me direct. Like nobody knows, none mm-hmm. of my administration, none of the city, that's nobody good. knows about it, and that that's awesome. And and we put that out in the department. Hey, if you got an issue, here's a QR code. Go ahead and just scan it. And on top of that, it has a list of um, any resource that's available. Uh, it's got 3FTL on there. It has the AP. Uh, has some other uh, counselors and therapists that are on there that they can reach. Uh, there's an 800 number yeah. uh, on there. So it's, it's, it's a great resource to have, especially for the newer generation. And they're... I hate saying this F word. They have the feelings, right? Yes, that's true. I was going to go <laughs> yeah. on that too. Yeah, <laughs> they have the feelings. Yeah, and, um, and but I don't. If any of the guys that I work with that are younger or that know me, I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not being an asshole about it. Yeah, I say they have feelings. I think it's great. I I wish I would have been able to come forward mm-hmm. that many years ago instead of waiting till it blew up. Yeah, and no. so. Um, I think it's great, and I think it's great that these academies are teaching them. I mean, mm-hmm. Jennifer goes and talks to rookies, yeah. And when she does that, I mean, it's it's you look at them and, and she'll tell you they're such babies, yeah. Like not babies, I, like no, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just, just little. They're yeah, young, yeah, yeah, they're, right? young. they're baby faced and, and yeah. fresh. I could be their dad yeah. easily. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. and yeah. Uh, but I've been married for 23 years, so I can't be there. Yet. <laughs> but it is nice. If that you're 24, we can talk. Yeah. <laughs> it is nice, though, that they're recognizing within, like, the rookies that we talk to and then bringing in the spouses, which we talk That's to as well. Big, because, yeah. like you said, everything bleeds over into the families. And so what we know about PTSD as well, um, or PTS, any of that, mm-hmm. is that it it does bleed over into the family piece. And so with three FTL, with our homie group, our spouse group that we have, the kids group, all of the same services that we offer our first responders, we offer to the spouses and the kids. And at the same financial discounts that we offer, if the first responders going through three FTL. And so it literally is, like you said, a complete comprehensive one-stop shop for everything. And it, it all arose from, just seeing this need and then, you know, our personal tragedies and the, it coming through. But it when, you, when it boils right down to it, I'm like, it's not rocket science. No. And when we lose somebody and we have lost in the last, the presentations that I'm doing now, in the last six months, we've had 10 in North Texas mm-hmm. by suicide. 10. Yeah. And it pisses me off more than anything. It's sad and I... Um, we've that we've been directly involved with and just right now alone you you had said you know earlier too and i'll get back to the point where i was going to but the statistics are are going to be skewed because there's not one national registry or anything that says you have to tally that and so up until probably last year unless that suicide was messy it never was ruled a suicide well now that it's becoming line of duty deaths we're gonna get better data yay but that's still bullshit because these people when like brian was saying there's an app that has all of this help all you have to do is just reach out to somebody that's the thing and there's so many wonderful people around the metroplex that will do that and so when we lose somebody i get very angry 
Oh yeah, absolutely. As Very some, angry. As somebody who who had my own mental health issues, whenever I was younger, I went through a lot of different things, attempted suicide. One of the things that you find so often, and especially being surrounded by other people who have who have been in the same mindset, is it's so preventable. It is so preventable because it's it's a it's an it's just a thing that comes to your head for that moment, mm-hmm. and it's that split second decision that mm-hmm. you make. And one of the mantras I kind of came up with just for myself to get through it was just wait. That's correct. Just, just give it. Just be still. Give it one day. Just if you feel like shit that day, give it the other day. Mm-hmm. It will. It will dissipate. Mm-hmm. But whenever you're in those anxiety moments and you're in, in that flustered depression, you're just going to make that split That's second right. decision, and it's going to destroy everything. And like you said, not just for you, like your family, your friends, everybody connected to it. And the fact that y'all have people that understand that it's not just that individual that's going through this. This depression is going to go because whether whether you like it or not, no matter how much you internalize, no matter how much you keep it inside yourself, it's trickling down to your spouse. Absolutely. It's trickling down to your kids. You're treating them differently when you feel these feel these feelings. So to have to have that understand understanding top to bottom is is absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. I think confidentiality is the biggest key too. Yes, you absolutely. Know, it it's all about privacy because I, I don't want people knowing my business. I'm very open about my business. I, I but I, I want people to know, like you said, it, we all have our internal struggles. It's okay. I, I want you guys to feel comfortable and I want to create that bond between somebody, but I also want them to feel if you need to talk to somebody, I don't need to know about it. You know, I run our health and wellness program for my department. I don't know who goes in and who goes out and that's the best way. And I love it because it it builds that respect from each other and with that trust with each other. And it builds these types of programs to be that much stronger when you do have that level of secrecy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's paramount that a chief does not need to know every damn person. <laughs> they don't. That is in Not when they work with us. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I'll even say, we're, we were talking about my HR earlier. And I love my HR because we've had people have – you know, Ill- illnesses or injuries, and they call me. I'm like, well, who was it? Well, we can't tell you. We're not going to. I'm like, thank God. Good. And I'm like, you did the right thing. And, and that's when you hear those HR managers and those HR directors. We, I mean, I'm telling you, we have two of the best where I work. But um, having that level of trust with them, having the level of trust with the counselors in these organizations like you guys is essential to the success of reducing these numbers. Because I'm telling you, I'm with you, Mc- McKinney had some big issues recently and I've talked to those guys. I love them to death and they have fought through. And when one happens around here, it, it, it pisses me off because it affects everybody that's in this area. It It affects everybody in the state, this region. It, it has a a profound impact on everybody that wears this uniform and and swore that oath. And I mean, if you, if you don't, then we've got to reevaluate why you're in this job. Well, and that's the thing is, I mean, it doesn't matter. PD fire, whatever. Um, you know, EMS, it's, we're all first responders. And at the end of the day, we're, it's a brotherhood, sisterhood, how you want to look at it. We're all together on this. Yep. We're not one of us has been through the same thing. The other one's been through maybe similar, Yeah. but not the same. And I think the biggest change we have to make is not, this is what I go about in my peer program. I didn't ever walked in your shoes mm-hmm. ever. You've not walked in mine, but I'll walk next to you yep. and we're going to get through this. 
and I'm not going to be in front of you, behind you. We're going to be right next to you, and we're going to lead you through this. Absolutely. And I think if we can somehow figure out how to bring that into the mental health world within these organizations, that everybody is jacked up. Oh, yeah. Yep. I promise you. You're yep. jacked up. Mm-hmm. But if we can just somehow figure out how to say, hey, we're going we're gonna to walk next to you. I'm not going to try to be in your shoes. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to understand exactly how you felt whenever you had your moment of weakness that you had, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I had mine. Uh, that's what I was looking at. I'm you know, looking up. I, I've had EMDR done, so I'm, I'm missing some dates yeah. for some of my stuff. But I always go back to make sure I find those dates, you yeah. know. And when mine happened, I didn't have, I had, I had one, we mentioned that, uh, chief earlier uh, in another department. That's an amazing guy. Yeah. Uh, he was there that night Yeah. and he's the one I will tell you if he calls me right now, I'd tell him he, I love him to death and he saved my life Mm -hmm. because he didn't send me home and I was on shift. Yeah. Uh, he kept me at work. Had I gone home to them, if I'd have gone home to them and a little baby and, uh, another baby. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm done. Yeah. And you're um, taking it out on everybody that you come yeah. across uh, along yeah, the way. Yeah. I'd, I'd have been done. Like I told him he'd have a funeral in three days. Mm. Uh, and, and we just, I need to stay here. Yeah. And he did. They kept me there. But, um, and that was 2014. So yeah. that's what I was looking at. It, and I was also thinking while Jennifer was talking, this is a little off subject. Everything big happened on my big tens in my birthdays. So no, no. 20, I had something happen to me. 30, I got kidney stones for my 30th birthday. <laughs> I turned 40, and uh, on October 27th and October 28th, I ran probably one of the worst wrecks I've ever seen in my career up to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started in 98, January 98. Um, and up to that point, and it wasn't a fatality. And it was amazing. It was a, a Marine veteran that uh, was having a mental health crisis. And it, how they were alive, I don't know. But it was amazing. But three days later, on October 31st, I just turned 40, <laughs> is when I broke. Yeah. That was it. Um, and I ran a simple cardiac arrest. Um, and it was on a infant or not even an infant, as a younger child that was five days uh, younger than my youngest child. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I ran that call, and I had run probably 50 in my career up to that point, and there was nothing. Yeah. And uh, it hit, and everybody that was with me were like, man, this guy's been doing it forever, and look at him. Yeah. He's broke. Yeah, he's broken. Yep. And we don't know what to do, so I didn't know. They didn't know who to call. They didn't know what to do. They threw me in the back of the ambulance and took me back to my station. We got to call Chiefs. We got to do this. I'm like, I can't speak. Yeah. So I went through that, and then it was in a year, almost to the day, was her incident. Mm-hmm. So in 2015, October 25th, 2015, was the Stillwater event. Yeah. And they were roughly 10 feet away from that young lady that decided she wanted to take her life and yeah. take people with her. Yeah, I was going to say, I wanted to bring that up because that's I know that was a defining yeah. moment in your yeah. life and career trajectory. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to kind of talk about that because I think it's important 
that when tragic events happen like this, that you turn it into, it's going to take a time, but turn it into a positive force. And that's what, with mine, we had no idea. Um, And she'll tell you, she doesn't remember. She blacked it out or something. But I came home that next morning and I bawled in her lap Mm -hmm. in our closet. And uh, I I was scared, but there was no help. She didn't know what to do with me. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do with me. And so we just kind of fought through it. And then her incident happened. I still did. Hell, I've been a paramedic since 1998. I should know what to do. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, we fought and fought. And that was several months. Uh, there's a, a friend of ours um, that's on a peer, peer team. Um, and he says it the best. Uh, he says it's the deconstruction of a human. He watched the deconstruction of a human in front of him. That's why he's in the mental health world. Yeah. I was like, I'm still in that. Yeah. Because that's what I watched with her. That it, Yeah. I, like I watched that. that for almost 10 months before we found Marcy, who's on our board of directors, and, and she's been with us since day one. But being able to watch that, and now retrospectively, we can all look at all of the tragedies that we've had, and we've seen the good that comes out of mm-hmm. it. Yep. And it, we have to go through the suck in order to figure it out. It's like, of a human. Isn't that awesome? That's a great term. That would probably be the name of the podcast. I, I want <laughs> I like to give the guy's name. I just don't know if he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a cool guy. Yeah. But what a, Yeah, what a good term. But, I mean, I, he told me that one day, and I was like, I'm still I like that. Like, I'm going to steal it. It's yeah. happening. So, Sorry. It's uh, now a podcast name. Yeah. So you wanted to get into what is the incident specifically? Yeah, do you want to kind of elaborate? Because I know I've heard it, but you tell it way better than anybody else. So we are, I am a graduate of Oklahoma State. Go Cowboys, go Pokes. And I have been. Make a lot of enemies there. That's okay. Don't, don't worry. This, this show's not broadcasted there. Bring it on. I don't, it should be. It's only, it's where, it's it's only where, in Norman. It's, it's only oh. near uh, the fire service. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually, yeah. I bet it probably yeah. the fire yeah. service yeah. from Oklahoma State. I, I, I had a lot of fun at OSU, and my fa- every single person in my family went to OSU. My dad was Pistol Pete. Oh, that's my awesome. my kids nice. came out of the wound like go pokes. <laughs> the awesome. whole shebang. Like we have drank the kool-aid and they've gotten a lot of money out of us too but brian even came into the family like what the hell is this like why are we going so anywho we um my family and i never missed a homecoming ever and oklahoma state homecoming is nationally known like nationally known hundreds of thousands of people roll into this little bitty town for homecoming celebration and for so at least five years, because my oldest was five at the time, we never missed a homecoming. And it starts with, you know, a huge festivity on Friday night. Saturday morning is a parade. Mm-hmm. Never miss this parade. We s- always met my extended family, everything right here on the corner um, by Hastings. Um, <laughs> every time. That's where we were. That's where the parade ended. So that morning we were late. Our littlest that never sleeps in, even to this day. She's 10 years old? Yes. Yes, 10. Wow. She will be up with me at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And she slept late. I I was angry. I was angry. (laughs) I was angry because, you know, my mom and my dad and my brothers and everybody were waiting for us. Well, they got tired of waiting on us, so they moved to the front 
of where the parade started. And my dad was on one of the floats because he's Pistol Pete, ex-Pistol Pete. Anyway, so we show up um, late and, you know, we trotch down to the corner and we're like, where is everybody? And so I call my brother. I'm like, where are you? He's like, well, we got tired of waiting on you. So we moved to the front. So and I'm like, Ugh, I can't. I was so mad. <laughs> I'm like, well, we'll just go. We'll get we'll get some coffee and we'll just walk in front of where this uh, restaurant is. So we walk up there. And so my two kids, they were five and one at the time, sat down on the curb with my coffee, probably five feet, six feet from where we were. Yeah, it wasn't it, very, very far. Um, Brian is two rows behind me because he's. I'm actually there. leaning against the truck on the sidewalk. Yeah. There's a sidewalk there. Somebody's pickup was parked where it was supposed to be. So I leaned on it. Yeah. <laughs> that by the was grace, my seat. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> And unbeknownst to us, by the grace of God, he was standing next to a Oklahoma City firefighter at the time. And so it was towards the end of the parade, and um, I've got Tatum, who's my youngest, is on my lap, and Keaton is right behind, right beside me, and I just hear this noise. And it is – your brain doesn't register it at the time, which a few degrees after after this, because, you know, we go back to school and we can't figure out something, but I know what was going on at that time. Um, Did we get it? I tried – Nope. <laughs> Sorry. There's a large uh, crash, and I hear all of these things, and I turn, and I look, and I see this car coming at us that has just blown through the entire mass of people that are standing in this area. And I immediately jump up, and if you can imagine the chaos that's ensuing at this particular time, I jump up, I grab Tatum, and I can't find Keaton, mm. and that's my oldest and I was an EMT for a while and I was an EMT for a little bit as well. And so usually on things like that, I would go into um, go mode, right? Yeah. But at that particular moment, I was completely in mom mode and I couldn't find my oldest daughter. And I turned around and her look on her face will forever be burned into my memory of just pure panic. and. Yeah. I run back, and of course I can't find Brian, but I already know exactly where he is. He's in the midst of everything. Yeah. And what took place that day was multiple casualties in this little bitty town, and within I don't even know the time is irrelevant at that point. Yeah. Um, helicopter after helicopter after helicopter after helicopter just started flying in. Um, can't mm -hmm. find Brian. Um, I know where he is, but I'm trying to keep my kids sheltered from now body bags mm -hmm. everywhere. Um, and the, the, the screams and everything that you can imagine. And so um, my brother and my dad finally come and pick up my two because they have no clue what's going on. So obviously it hasn't hit social media at that point. And I hand my kids off to, well, actually my, my dad and my brother said, um, give her to me, which there's a, there's a story about that too. If, if you have time, I'll tell you about that. But give her to me. And I gave both of them to them. And as soon as they took my kids, I just, I collapsed. And there was somebody there that, that just caught me. And I don't even know who it was, but it was like every adrenaline piece just came down and it was unbelievable. And he finally came after a while because I knew not to leave, to stay put because that's our thing. Yeah. Covered in glass and blood and he's fine so to speak 
And when I get home um, back to uh, my mom and dad's house, I have never shook my entire, like I've ever shook before. And what came through in that weeks and months that followed um, was absolute hell. And a friend of ours at the time who was a military veteran looked at me on Sunday and he said that Sunday after it happened, I got home and he said, are you, are you all right? Are you good? And I'm like, what do we all say? I'm fine. I'm fine. Good. He looked at me and he said, no, you're not. I can tell you're not, but I had no clue. This was five years, six years ago. I'm like, I had no clue what was going on. And so what pursued that, the months that followed, like he said, was again, the deconstruction of a human. And I guys, I am a type a, Texas strong-willed Christian woman and I could not pull myself out of this hole I was in the closet taking the pills I was in the closet you know with the all the stuff that you can absolutely imagine was happening was happening in front of me and I had no clue what to do and when I got the PTSD diagnosis after 30 days um, (laughs) Brian was on shift and I told him and he was like his words out of his mouth exactly were are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> You're a civilian. Yeah. And I, I was like, right. yeah, you didn't answer right. And I sat there and I was like, <laughs> or you'll get over it. Yeah. 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 You Suck don't it up. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that journey um, is what started 3FTL. One of the pieces mm-hmm. was I had a team of people um, who wrapped their arms around me because I went back to work and I told Brian as we were driving in I was like well this is poetic because I had my first panic attack the Monday after that I've ever ever experienced in my time of life right down the street at Medical City in the parking lot wow I got out of the car and I saw a shoe laying in the parking lot and Mm, yeah dropped to my knees and luckily I called him and he was using everything that he possibly could to get me to get up off of the concrete and at least walk in the hospital. I worked in sales, so I was in the hospital. But that's not where it stopped because then I had another one in the parking lot of Methodist Richardson and I couldn't move. I couldn't even unbuckle my seatbelt. I could not even function. And somehow he routed me to the clinic now, who's where our medical director is. And I sat in that corner and I bawled my eyes out and they developed a plan to help me back to life. And that is what this piece is because I had a medical team. I had a counseling team. I had a peer team at the moment. I had people around me that were like, go here, do this, follow this, follow this lead. And so when we talk about the fact of post-traumatic stress and post-traumatic stress disorder, which is 30 days or longer of post-traumatic stress, I have been on the other end of that. And I know what that's like. Mm-hmm. And I know what that feels like. And I would not wish that upon anybody on the planet. I didn't necessarily know about what the brain was going on and what the brain was doing at that time. I went back and got a second master's degree in trauma psychology to figure that out. Um, (laughs) But I had no clue what, what that was like and what that was. And so I feel for each and every person that, that does that. Um, And, but you said, you know, you take all of those things and God had a bigger plan for me 
and our pain, which this was just a minor piece, and he'll talk about Tony in a little bit, but it was just a, a huge purpose of what he had designed for us mm-hmm. and still has designed for, for oh, absolutely. us. So, so we, you know, we did the interview um, about Cherry Road uh, last time, and I think I speak for everyone, we wish traumatic things didn't happen. We wish that things, terrible things didn't happen to people and that people didn't have to pass away for us to learn lessons and, and traumatic situations didn't happen to have to happen. Um, but the fact that there was a lesson learned and the fact that even with the horrific thing that you went through and y'all were able to bring out this that is saving so many other lives and is, is helping other people, it's 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 it's... it's I hate to say it like this, but it's it's nice to see something beautiful come out of something so traumatic. Tra- mm-hmm. Traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you you said something in there that kind of clued me in. You know, a little bit further is you talked about social media. You know, when I dealt with some of my issues, that was my biggest demon because you can't escape the stories. Like you said, stories are on there and they're going to circulate. And then you have people that can always gain access to you at all times, right? You know, when we went through my issue, it was the neighbor behind my house that was the kid that I ran on. It was his high school teacher who had just nominated him for an award, and then he killed himself a week later. So they just kept having these interactions, these interactions. But it was the social media side because you can't get away from stories, right? And that's why I feel for families when you start seeing these types of stories and they're on that 24-hour news cycle, you just can't escape it. And now that we're so involved with social media, how do you escape it? And, you know, these demons are ever so present and it just compounds it even more. I think it makes y'all's job that much more difficult because now you, you have an extra element that you weren't dealing with. And now we can throw the basically you throw the entire damn world in the mix now because anybody has an opinion, anybody can say anything when they're behind a keyboard about your situation or the story keeps compounding itself and you keep seeing it over and over and you just can't escape it. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the hardest things I think for the longest time was seeing certain stories and seeing my neighbors posting things, mm-hmm. asking questions, and because he I wouldn't talk to him anymore because he kept asking me questions. He wanted to have a dinner at our house, and all he wanted to do was ask about the fucking suicide. Yeah. yeah, I know. And people I'm not are here idiots. to talk about that. I'm here to eat a hamburger and yeah. you people guys go are home. Idiots. I'm yeah. like, you know what? You have no clue. Like, yeah. really, that's the thing, too. It's like one of the things that I did wrong, which I knew, which I know now because, you know, I had to go back and get another degree for that. I couldn't just use common sense <laughs> was like I knew none of these people in Stillwater. I wasn't connected to them either way. Mm-hmm. But you know what I did in that closet weeping? I looked up every single one of them yeah. on Facebook and now I have a face to a name. Yep. And so one of the first things we tell our clients too is like stay off of social media like just don't you have enough trauma in your head as it is maybe it gives you closure i don't know but do that with somebody that's super smart and lots of alphabets behind or you know letters in the alphabet behind their name if you want to do that like that's the thing that's that's it, it feels like to me it's like people just want to know they want to be curious about it, but they don't want to know the dirt. No. They don't want to know the, they don't want to know, they want to feel like they want to know. But I'm like, you know what? Come stand in our shoes for a little mm-hmm. bit and really get into the weeds and then, and because it's messy. Yeah, I've always said, come pick up a kid's lifeless body. Absolutely. To, you and know, you don't want to know really that. Wanna, That's yeah. why I said, I'm like, you guys all look hot. 
In your, in your, she in finally your, looked at me. In your class A's. But let me tell you what it's like. It looks great, you know, to be on social media and be like, guess what I did today? You yeah. know, all this kind of stuff. You don't see a lot of us on social media because you don't want to know what we deal with every mm-hmm. day. But I want you to know. Yeah. Because we need support. Yeah. Because yeah. you need, because people need to know. You need to know that it's not all great. And yeah. that's just one little piece of where. 3FTL originated from, but it's very, and I share my story and I just now can do that. I just went through that intersection three weeks ago Yeah. for the first time in five years. And so when first responders come to me and they're like, how long is this going to take? I'm like, I don't know. I couldn't walk through a an lifetime. intersection. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't go through an intersection for five years, but I can now. Yeah. yeah it's like, I still drive by that. I could still drive by that house and the hair stands up on my neck. I mean, it just, it's yeah. just there. I, every time I drive through the neighborhood, I can pinpoint. But there's hope. Yes. Because science has advanced and we yeah. know more about the brain than what we did five years mm-hmm. five years ago or 20 years ago. Yep. That you don't have to suffer. No. You're never going to forget. I, they can't make you forget, but they sure as hell can make it better. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree. I mean, that's the thing about progress and innovation, especially in the science world, is that we've got to quit resisting half the crap that's out there. Yeah, there's a lot of BS but there's a lot of great information out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great people, you know, just across the United States that are heavily involved in these types of programs. I mean, the resources are there. The science and the data is there. Quit turning a blind eye. Yes. When somebody's suffering, put your hand out. You know, I think of the picture of Christ, right? You're yes. walking down a beach and the footsteps are next to you. Yes. You just can't see it, but he's always there. Yes, absolutely. It's the same way. That's that's how we treat mental health. That's how we should be treating it, is that we're always, like you said, walking with you. Mm-hmm. I'll never know. But I'm going to be right there with you. Absolutely. And I think we got to have that mindset. Well, and it's something, too, that, there again, there's so many resources. There's so many resources. And you know what? I'm open for everything. Where I, When I was in that corner bawling my head off, if, our, if Marcy would have told me, who's our medical director, if she would have told me to walk that line backwards six times and I'm going to be better, I would have done it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that's what we do. That's the program that we've designed. Here's the blueprint. Yeah. It encompasses everything. Everything imaginable that you could possibly think of, mm-hmm. whatever you're going to need, we're going to find it for you and guide you and give you the blueprint. You just have to be willing to change. Yeah. Period. That, that's one of the things I've always believed in. And like I said, I'm seeing two different counselors and they've all said, you got to put in the work too. Absolutely. It's not just a, here's your pill and let's fix it. You have to meet yeah. them halfway. Yeah. And that's what I, th- I think it's great is that when you meet them halfway, I think they extend themselves a little bit more, right? Mm-hmm. They want to see that you're working towards it because we, y'all can only encur- encourage us so much, right? Yes. We have to we have to be proactive. And if we're not meeting you halfway and putting in the work, you know, there's certain things that I do when I go home, there are certain things that I do. And I know before I get home, I go through my processes, especially if it's been a really shitty day. I know exactly where when I start feeling that little anxiety starting to kick in, I know exactly what I need to start doing because I don't want my wife and kids and I go through my process, but I'm working like they tell me to. And I think it's important that if you're going through these things, it's going to take effort. It's going to be exhausting. That's right. And it's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done. It is. Because we don't like change. No. But I I also tell people too, I'm like, you don't go into the gym and do 10 bicep rep, bicep curls and expect to have biceps. Well, if you, if you see Landon, you would see that. Well, That's Landon, you're like, yeah. you're the anomaly. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the whole. But your brain is the same way. Yes. It was meant and God designed it absolutely. to rewire and rebuild and re-strengthen. And it absolutely can do that. Absolutely. Building, building those habits is, 
we all we all get stuck in in habitual loops and building new habits onto that yes it can be irritating yes it can be you know, can drive you nuts sometimes but that little bit just those little bit of ha- habit changes can i mean shift your whole perspective Absolutely. can shift every way that you're living your life it can change it can make you where you're irritable in the morning to where you actually have some good outlook just waking up differently Hell, just making your bed in the morning mm-hmm. can change your outlook on how the rest of your day yep. is going to yeah. accomplish something. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But it's just, it's, it, we turn five at the end of this month. We've been here for five. Congratulations. Yeah. That's it's awesome. huge. Awesome. We're going to do a little birthday tour, but that's great. I didn't, you know, all of that pain and all of that stuff that my family went through and Brian went through and watching me basically, I had almost a year of, deconstruction you know i watched him and one day i didn't three ftl didn't aspire to be first responder based right it didn't no, but it again, was a it was a boutique yeah it was the, very the real bougie. name of it was very yeah yeah so we'll just say it one time <laughs> three for the love <laughs> we're doing we're it's dba ta- yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's tattooed three. on the wrist so, but, sons of the flag is but, heroes for heroes i yeah. saw that yeah i was like i wonder if they had the same um, that do a little shift? shifting yeah. around well, so, yeah but it didn't three inspire. fpl is uh it it was never meant to be for us yeah like i've said before hey i was the first client right not only am I an owner, but I'm a client. Yeah, yeah I was just say you beat me I to think, it. What was it, Rogaine? Or George something? Zimmer or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but, yeah, I mean, it was just part of her therapy was blogging. Yeah. And journaling. I guess we call it journal. I called it a blog. Well, they wanted me to journal, journal and I was like. turned it into a blog. <laughs> yeah. But, so, some of the friends that we had back then, um, those wives are like, oh, I'm having a problem too. And can can you help? Yeah. And so that was what she did. And and when we started it, it was just to protect her because she was sitting in with these people. Yeah. And she has a medical background, just not in the brain. Yeah. Wrong part of the body. At that time. Yeah. At that time. At that time. Uh, And so uh, it was just to protect her. But then we, and, and it's funny because I actually looked at this and she's probably going to slap me here in a second. But it, uh, we got our official uh, 501c3 on June 14th, 2018. Oh, congrats. So, Hell yeah. uh, and, and I say that, you know how long it takes yes. to get one. Yes. Yes. It was backdated to then. But we had our Texas yeah. LLC uh, at the same time for a nonprofit. And... Uh, it was at the end of that month that we lost my captain. So we had actually created it before uh, Tony mm-hmm. passed. And uh, so that was that when you look back at it, like I looked at it today, and I was like, holy shit. Like it was done before then. And wow. this whole time I thought it was wow. because we didn't get our paper until yeah. 19. Yeah. But in your paperwork from the government it says yeah. effective back to and it was i believe it's june 14th 2018 wow. um and so so actually we've already turned five babe <laughs> well we're celebrating in july because i yeah. couldn't get my shit together yeah. in june yeah. we had a lot of yeah. stuff so, going on in june so, so. <laughs> but when all that happened i never realized it 
and then uh, when Tony passed, he was my first captain um, at the department I'm with, and and he meant a lot. And kind of one of the stories, and Jennifer, not a lot of people know this. Um, he actually did the woodwork of my parents' house in 1994 in South Lake. Oh wow! His best friend was their builder, and I remember talking with him because my family did custom homes in West Texas and I wanted to learn about woodworking. Yeah. And he was doing woodworking. So that's awesome. I actually that's... knew him, but didn't. Yeah. Back in 1990, let's see, they moved in in 95. So it was probably January-ish of 95. That's wild. When, uh, I met him for the first time. Uh, but he was my captain. And uh, he was in the, the fire service 20 plus years um and and he lost mm -hmm. and it's unfortunate he was a uh, and i tell everybody this he was a great great man um and loved his family loved the the, the craft that we had um he loved my children he loved every all of his guys that worked for him uh, he loved all of them and he loved their families uh, i think he loved my wife more than me uh <laughs> he and my two daughters uh and, um, but he gave them their nicknames. And so to this day, my 15 year old is known as Smiley. Uh, the guys that were with us back then when he was my captain, I was a rookie. Like they see my oldest like, oh, there's Smiley. Yeah. And so, um, you know, he meant a lot and that's kind of where, and she can kind of maybe tell that part, but um, that's where this really changed to three FTL. Okay. That's that defining moment. Now, we didn't officially change the name uh, for a while, and but that was the really the defining moment. Yes, we had our demons, we had our problems, but the day that happened, that was her first time to ever go to a firefighter funeral mm -hmm. and to see the procession yeah. and the line of all these people that respected this this great man um, and to see us broken mm. right there's and we just didn't know what to do yeah and that was her comment to his wife was never again i'll i will do whatever i can to keep this from ever happening again i don't ever want to come to a funeral yeah because of this again um and you know to see that drive behind her all the time i mean it's it is exhausting what she does for me, yeah, I can only imagine the exhaustion on her. Um, Jester over there is completely put out. I didn't even introduce Jester, and I feel bad about it. <laughs> so the star of the show is over here really? sleeping. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's had supper, and now he's sleeping. Uh, the, the podcast mascot now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when when to see that passion that came out uh, and fire really um, was, I mean, to this day it's still there. And she'll tell you, she's can't I just go sell library books and <laughs> we can just do, you know, but at the end of the day, she would not enjoy doing no. any of that. Yeah. And she knows that's her purpose. And so uh, for that, I applaud her. And, and she is more brave than any one of us yeah. to take this on and go toe to toe with people that are like, I run a fortune 500 company. Yeah, have employees, 
or I have employees, I, you know, they're just a number. Yeah. yeah. And yep. she changes her mind. Yeah. So that's incredible. I mean, that's the thing I think to over to deal with some of us too. I mean, Oh, we're, 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 dicks. we're assholes and i think she's got a saying about what is it you're all you're assholes it doesn't give you a green light to be a dickhead that bingo <laughs> yeah or you're as a civilian that's around them all the time yeah. I, I can concur yeah, yeah. or you're you're just you're an asshole you're just not gonna be as big of one when you're done with it yes. yeah. Uh, yeah realistic expectation guys yeah and girls. so it's interesting too that when you you mentioned you know like i didn't realize that either that we are the the nonprofit started before Tony's death and you know we met I met our spouse director at Tony's death Erica at the funeral, at the funeral. and I met our peer coordinator for the very first time who was Erica's husband well boyfriend and boyfriend and girlfriend at the time, time but they got married Sean who've been with us from day one at the funeral and it just it's just amazing how that worked and I think you said it most the, going back to what you said to you the, the tragedies and everything that come out are used for good and we lost Tony but how many more people oh yeah have we and, and have I think been I, saved I think that's first in videos, videos one yeah of the first videos ever did you know that was the best video ever um, it, it it got us a little recognition because everybody's like oh my god i cried and i was like you should see me how many takes you know <laughs> but uh no i i mentioned it in that video from a couple years ago when we did it and you know if not for what happened how many more would we have lost mm-hmm. how many more yeah. and i saw a post we and i know we're all over the place this week my dyslexic mind works no, I'm... Uh, but uh, there was a post made and I don't post on social media I look at it read it um, and I don't typically post anything but I responded to this comment uh, that somebody I know posted uh, and it was talking about uh, mental health you know June's mental health awareness May was Suicide, suicide, suicide prevention. prevention yeah. September. I mean, we have them. Uh, it's something. Like, it's September just September tenth is, 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 is suicide, uh, suicide awareness. Yes, which is because that's so, my birthday. Which yeah, is just so oh, bizarre oh, for me. See, so, yeah, yeah. So we have all of these. A long time yeah. ago. So uh, we have all these things, and somebody was posting about it, and and this person posted one in uh, one in five firefighters will commit suicide. And I was like, my reaction to that was, and she goes, or somebody posted that, this other person posted and said, that's only if it's logged or it's reported. reported. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I could respond to that, and I, like I said, I don't respond to stuff on that. I don't want to get drawn in and I, I, I just don't. But I responded and I said, that's the most accurate statement I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, because it's not one in five. I promise you. I can go back and tell you all these people that have passed away that they got their benefits. Yeah. And we did them a solid. I don't know if they know this or not. <laughs> Which is plugging. But they, they did them a solid, right? But um, like she said at the beginning, we're never going to know, but we know. I can I can list them off. I can tell you. 
when they're like, oh, it, that was an accident. They were sick. And, okay, they weren't. But that's I don't want their family to yeah. have to deal with that. Yeah. And so um, it is alarming. Um, but what you guys are doing here, the fact that you're having, and I know this isn't the basis of this, but the fact that you're like, hey, man, we're going to talk about mental health. Absolutely. Not just because it's mental health month or whatever month no. it is. Or it's the buzzword. We're going yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. And all of these other places out there and platforms that do that, I I'm I support you 100%. Well, and, and, our, and our audience is predominantly, I would say 90%, 95% yeah. is firefighters since it goes up on fireengineering.com. Yeah. So, I mean, these are people hearing what you're saying. They're like, I, I know. I know yeah. somebody, I know five, I know 10, yeah. I know 20 yeah. easily. And, and we're coming to the end of the end of the podcast, but I just wanted to say before Bemis gets onto it, it, what y'all are doing, the, the mental health side, you know, working with sons of the flag, burn survivors, you can fix the body. You can, you can do the surgeries and, and, and it's very, it's, it's seeing some of our patients is just something that I, you know, I'll, I'll never get over. But the mental health side coming out of that, Zach could talk about it. it there's so much more to be mm-hmm. done. There's so much more. And the fact that y'all are, um, that sadly you had to go through this traumatic situation, but the fact that y'all are doing this, I just want to say from my side is, is fucking beautiful. Like, yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's yeah. absolutely incredible what y'all are doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, th- I think it's past due, uh, having these con, con oh, types of conversations. And, um, we've, Again, our platform is Burns, right? That's what our passion is. That's why we all join Sons of the Flag. But we'd be ignorant to not recognize this side. And Absolutely. and I think it's imperative that they do go hand in hand because it's not just, that, like, again, I went said it earlier, it's not just the patient, but it's the family, right? They're all suffering. And if we're not addressing this, then we're basically turning a blind eye because there's a bigger element. We can... I, like I said, we can dress you up, we can fix you, do whatever we can. There's an internal war that you're going to be battling. And how do we help you with that? Yeah. No organizations like you guys is how we start this. And I think it's imperative that organizations like you guys are out front and that people know how to reach out to you. Whether they're in the state of Texas or not, you can point them to maybe a resource in their state or their local jurisdiction if you're not able to help them. And I think that's where the whole networking side is. It, it comes in. We have over 30 people in different states right now on the burn side. Mm-hmm. We can send people wherever we want. And we, if I have somebody that needs help, I know exactly what state to go to and how who they need to talk to. Just like with this whole this network with you guys, it needs to be built up the same way. And, you know, you guys are doing a hell of a job in the North Texas area. And I know this past, what, 12 months for us in this area have just been a nightmare. Yeah. Um, and the unfortunate thing, I don't know if it's going to get better, right? Because wow. we have a lot of we have a lot of people walking around in the darkness. Again, this is where we as first responders have our job is to check in. Right yeah. to check in and make that first step. Get a damn QR code. Yeah. You know, give it the most secret way of reaching out that we can to meet the younger generation. And I think I had a conversation with some of the Dallas guys because right now what they're dealing with. I mean, I think seven attempts oh this year gosh. already. Yeah, and, and that's just attempts. Yeah, well, I, th- and, I think it's I think it's important for people to understand. Just similar to Burns, Burns will never gonna, are never going to stop. No, We're always no. that's just how life is going to be. Mental health is never going to be fixed. It is always going to need 
work. It's always going to need to be a process. It's always going to be a process. People are, we have brains, brains break sometimes, and it's going to take groups like yours and the understanding from firefighters and, and other first responders and military and government officials that this is what happens now get off your ass and, and, and pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. And it was funny when we first started to our, um, uh, counselor liaison Barbara who has been with us for a while as well she asked me she goes do you think there'll, there'll be enough of a population and I went yeah yeah I think we will and we still are averaging eight to ten new first responders a week yeah a week and that doesn't include their f- spouses yep. or their kids yeah and so that's great I'm glad we're busy I'm glad mm-hmm. you, you know there are more people are reaching out because again like I said before you do not have to suffer and just to put the plug in there too a lot of people are like well i don't know if you can help me jen because i really don't have any trauma and i'm like well trauma is relative for everybody that's different i call bullshit yeah yeah <laughs> and i'm like you've been a first responder yeah. longer than five minutes yeah. we're gonna pull it out of you yeah. don't worry but it's i would say i don't have any like statistical data on this but 90 percent of the people that crawl through our door it's not about one call no ever it's a stacking it's a stacking it's compound it goes all the way back and like i said before one of my favorite quotes is you cannot outrun science Mm -mm. it's gonna catch you and so i'm like bring it on bring it on in it may not be the one call like brian's that set him over but it was all the white noise behind the scenes and that's the things that you can control yeah absolutely you know we we just had a meeting today for the collin county peer support network and so Thankfully, my department were being brought into it, and uh, so today was my first meeting, first time, Yay, first time attendee. We love them. It was great. Long time listener, yeah. first yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. We love them. Yay! And uh, the things that are happening there, and y'all's organization was brought up numerous times um, by several of the individuals. There's a lot that, of lot of chiefs in there that were yes on the forefront. Day yeah. one, mm-hmm. yeah, they were absolutely. We and, will listen. And what? The plan for them, like I said, first meeting being there, and I'm just blown away about what their vision is, and that is to basically build a coalition of Collin County departments to all come together with organizations like you guys to really be that forefront in this crisis, in this battle against it. Mm -hmm. And I I think it's paramount because, as some of the departments said, even the larger departments were overwhelmed with some recent tragedies that they didn't have enough people to handle it. And they not only did they handle handle it, it, there was – they're not supposed to handle it. No, it was they, ta- it was war- it, that hits them. That's, yes, that's their tragedy. Because we're they don't all, need to be doing this. Yeah, we're all tied together. Yeah. You know, everybody. Know, and that's the unfortunate thing about the fire service is that everybody knows somebody yeah. by proxy, right? You're yeah. bu- you're a captain in Southway, yeah. building it, building your parents' mm-hmm. furniture. Yeah. I mean, PD, it all comes around. PD, dispatch, yeah. medical examiners. Absolutely, like, we all we touch all of them. Yeah. Like, you know, our dispatchers to me are the unsung heroes because. I know one of them personally who was involved with the Allen shooting recently and just through conversations with her, mm-hmm. what they have to listen to mm-hmm. is even worse than what we did. See, where I'm from, we used to have to do our own EMD. Call will come through county and we'd actually be on the phone. There's a ringtone. I'm not going to tell anybody what the ringtone is because once I hear it, I just like lose my shit. <laughs> but there's a ringtone. We'd be in the middle of the sleep at middle of the night. Ringtone would go off. And we're doing our own EMD dispatch, so we might be telling these people how to do compressions, listening to them on the phone as we're driving to this call. And there was one call, I'll never forget. We were talking to her. She lived exactly two minutes away from the station. We get there, and she's already dead. We never got her back. But we were talking yeah. to her on the phone. 
Yeah. Crazy. And they deal with that daily. Daily. Not yeah. to mention the knuckleheads that are on the law enforcement side that PD's got to deal with. I mean, that's a whole different animal. But to listen to somebody's last breath on a phone, they don't get the. They don't get the. I, it's the way I look you at it. You got a closure on it because you got to find them. That's the closure. And you're like, you know what? I get to. I get to see it. They get to let their mind run wild. They'll never. They, that they imagination never will tear them up. And we have we touch dispatchers all that. You know, they come through peer. Yeah. And um, just talking to in the dispatchers that I know. Yeah. I've talked to. Just listening to, and I tell them all the time. I go, I, I can't even imagine. Mm-mm. Like, you're making it difficult for me to sit here and try to come up mm-hmm. with tools to help you. Yeah. Because I can't imagine if you told me, "Hey, this is the call that came in." These are, the, and she knows. I tell her all the time some of my traumas that they've been working on to get rid of uh, is screams. Yes. Yes, and if you number, have screams, oh. like she, she's a huge baseball fan. Yeah, she's she got, college baseball. College baseball. She got. <laughs> I I kind of I kind of snapped please. on her because she hooped and hollered and it scared the absolute dog shit out of me. Yeah, like scared my heart rate went up and my caveman kicked in. Oh, like yeah. my frontal lobe shut down yes. and I was like, ah, uh, I need to kill somebody because yep. something has happened. Yep. And, and and I, I had to explain to her, I was finally like, because don't, we don't talk about what each other is going through or any of our clients, her clients, you know, any of them. But I told her, I said, I'm going to tell you, this was part of my trauma. Yeah. This was part of my EMDR were <laughs> the screams. Yes. And I, I was kind of an, I was an ass to her when I did it. I apologize. And, but that fact of what I heard, and then you talk to a dispatcher, and that's all they hear, and they don't get to see the yeah. the other side of it. Mm-hmm. And so I would love to be able to call my dispatchers and go, hey, I'm going to tell you about this call. Yeah. I'm going to tell you everything you did worked great. Mm-hmm. And, and here Because of you. Yeah. Yep. You know, they we gave them an opportunity with their family for two more hours. Mm-hmm. Had you not done what you did, they wouldn't have had that opportunity Absolutely. for two more hours. And that that's the biggest thing. And I say biggest. That's, there's a bunch of biggest. Yeah. yeah. We also work with our medical examiners. Oh yeah. Who are yeah. left in the dark all the time, mm-hmm. and so I would have never known that had we not somebody called and was like, "We need some help," and I'm like, "Absolutely." Yeah. Bring yeah. it on. Yeah. Yep. So they're never forgotten in this piece as well. It's, it, it's so like whenever I brought it up at the beginning, whenever we spoke to my brother-in-law. The pieces that go with kind of keeping society afloat, you know, the, whether it's police, firefighters, EMTs, ER doctors, the dispatchers, that you know, just the the pieces that people have to go in and clean up what happens. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's just just the number of people that have to experience the worst parts of humanity and the worst things that happen. Daily people. Animal control. Animal control. And nobody yeah. even thinks about that. No. And they're part of us too. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> so, yeah. when I, I, we you know, get a new one right. all the time. And yeah. it's, they, they're going to tell me something new. I'm going to hear a new one. <laughs> I don't know what it is yet. We're going to hear a new one. I'm going to go, oh. But that's yeah. true, but daily. Wow. Daily. Every single, and without, without individuals like yourselves and those individuals, we just, it, it, we couldn't function. Like, as a society, we couldn't function. And the fact that y'all are bringing this to the forefront, and it needs to be screamed even louder. Yeah. And hopefully there's, you know, 
grants start coming forward and, you know, maybe we get a little bit more understanding with uh, brain chemistry and all those all those different aspects that go into it. But it's 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 insane how many people are affected just for us to basically be human and live our civilized okay. human lives. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to kind of wrap up. Yeah. Um, www.3ftl.com, right? Correct. Is your website and your contact. People obviously can fill it out, reach out to you. Mm-hmm. It's confidential. No one needs to know. Mm-hmm. I can personally vouch that everything that goes through them is secret. It's confidential. You will be protected at all costs. I can guarantee you that. Um, reach out to them. Donate to their page. Donate to the organization and help them keep pushing this mission forward. So uh, email is jennifer at 3ftl.com. You guys are obviously located in Prosper, Texas, right? That's where my office is. Offices, yeah. But um, first off, uh, y'all's board of directors page is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> that is that is genius. We have it's to all... give a shout. I do have to give a shout out. So yes, one of the very first, very first counselors was that we use was with Lifeology, the Lifeology group who does great work as well for yeah. Dallas and Casey knows them too, and they have that on their website. It's so awesome. And I said, you know what, I would. I I love this so much because what we do <laughs> is so messy and so just not great. And I said, I, I thank you for making it lighthearted and we're going to use it too. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been staring at those baby photos. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil yeah. it. Yeah. You got to click on it. Go look at the website. Yeah. Go yeah. look at the board but of directors. That came, dire- yeah. Yeah. That came we, from them. Um, yeah, that was somebody else's idea. It was. And it's we, awesome. We it. and, and we borrowed it and they get 100% of the credit. Yes. Uh, I think it's a, they I are think an it's amazing an awesome group. They do great, uh, great work in Central yeah. Dallas. Yeah, so www.3ftl.com. Click on Board of Directors and also click Donate Now. Help them out. That would be great, s- too. Support the mission, yes. <laughs> um, yes, please. We're a nonprofit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, I can't thank you guys enough absolutely. for being here. First off, I'm happy to have in-house guests, which is even cooler because <laughs> normally you have to do it on a phone or a Aww. Zoom. And if you hear, and we literally just set this up before y'all came in, so yeah. uh, if you hear, if you if anybody listening heard banging around and stuff like that, that's because I need to fix this up a little. No, bit No, there's more. a fly going through yeah, here. Everybody is swatting at the whole time. Here. But but we're hoping to have more people and and get the visuals going and everything. And we're we're honored that y'all were the first. Guests. Uh, yeah, Jennifer and Brian, I. Again, and Jester, I forgot to say hello to him. He's probably passed out, but he's so mad. He is. He's so worked. He's but worked. thank you guys so much for taking the time to be here. Thank uh, you. Thanks for rescheduling with us. I know I was a difficult diva on this <laughs> one, but uh, again, I, the reason we had to change was the peer support meeting. So yeah. it, it's it's for a great cause. So thank you guys for being flexible again. 3FTL.com, Check them out. Donate there at the page. Go to sonsoftheflag.org. Look us up on all social media at Sons of the Flag. I uh, shout out to Zach real quick. Brighter than the fire. I uh, got my bracelet right here. Yep. And if you get a look at chance to look at these bracelets, and I is it DJ who's uh, going through? Though how do you order these or get these? Uh, so it's uh, Madison. Is it? Yeah. Okay. There it is. Charlie Madison, right? Charlie Madison. So Charlie Madison. Um, these bracelets are to signify the burn process, yeah. and it's a and reminder. Those, and those that were lost on the, the night of a sex uh, Absolutely. fire. So um, if you have any information about that fire, again, San Marcos, please reach out. This is not going to be a cold case. Reward. We, we want to find that arson. Yes, we're, we want justice done for Zach and his family, so help them out. Help us out. Uh, Charlie Madsen, Brighter Than the Fire, check it out. Facebook, 3FTL Facebook, right? Uh, yeah, I think all 
Well, not Twitter, I don't know. Yeah. They, there might be a Twitter, I don't know. We, yeah. I, I, we have a Twitter and we avoid it at yeah, all costs. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Jester used to have a... Yeah, we changed it. Oh, we're, he, we're working on the social media aspect. We, oh. yeah. yeah. Somebody out there listening that wants to help with social media and not just help, but really dive in. It would be fabulous. It would be amazing. 3FTL.com, please. Yeah, yeah 3FTL.com. Uh, we've had a lot of great people that help us out that are on our board of directors uh, that also are our support board uh, that have helped us out. And but they have full time jobs. Yeah. And and you know social media is a full time job. And the thing is you know, all these donations go to help support these first responders and their families and makes it so that Jennifer can keep doing what she's doing, that all those counselors can continue to see these patients quickly. Yeah. And and that's the thing is we need it quick. And Mm -hmm. and that's what this is about. It's not here to get rich or anything like that. So, yeah. Um, but, yes, so thanks for having us. Thank no, you guys. Uh, it's been our absolute pleasure. Yeah. When Sherry said y'all were coming in, we were on board. So we were excited. 10%. Yeah, and then, again, we wanted this. We, this subject has got to be talked. Like, I don't want it just to be a month thing. It's I hate month celebrations of bullshit. <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. But, they come up, and you're like, wait, that's every day. Wait, yeah. I, I, the other day was uh, – Oh man, somebody posted. I was like, oh, oh, there's, there's some like weird, there's French, some strange, there's like loaded French some fry weird. day or something. Yeah, yes. I, I think one there was like an onion ring day recently. Onion. Oh, I missed it. Yeah, well, I did too. Yeah, I caught <laughs> that one late. Donut day. I know, but when we get those, we're like, why didn't you post anything for PT uh, Awareness Month? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's every, every day. Every yeah, day. Every suicide day. awareness. Yeah. yeah, we do the, every the, day. The, the burn prevention and yeah. fire and it's like that's that's, that's literally every, every day here. Yeah, that's what we're talking about every day. That's right. Yeah, so sonsoftheflag.org, donate task force if you want to register, get with Greg on there, get with Landon and Sherry. Uh, if you need a burn application, please reach out. Sherry and Landon are promptly responding to any requests coming in. Uh, if you need Zach or DJ, also reach out to yeah, them too. Family uh, support. Family support. Uh, thank you guys again. Absolute pleasure. And as always, keep the mission first. Stay safe.